Section twenty six of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book four, chapter two. At his father's. First of all, Alyosha went to his father. On the way, he remembered that his father had insisted the day before that he should come without his brother Ivan seeing him why so alyosha wondered suddenly even if my father has something to say to me alone why should i go in unseen most likely in his excitement yesterday he meant to say something different he decided yet he was very glad when marfa ignatyevna who opened the garden gate to him grigory it appeared was ill in bed in the lodge told him in answer to his question that ivan fyodorovitch had gone out two hours ago and my father he is up taking his coffee marfa answered somewhat dryly alyosha went in the old man was sitting alone at the table wearing slippers and a little old overcoat he was amusing himself by looking through some accounts rather inattentively however he was quite alone in the house for smerdyakov too had gone out marketing though he had got up early and was trying to put a bold face on it he looked tired and weak his forehead upon which huge purple bruises had come out during the night was bandaged with a red handkerchief his nose too had swollen terribly in the night and some smaller bruises covered it in patches giving his whole face a peculiarly spiteful and irritable look the old man was aware of this and turned a hostile glance on alyosha as he came in the coffee is cold he cried harshly i won't offer you any i've ordered nothing but a lenten fish soup to-day and i don't invite anyone to share it why have you come to find out how you are said alyosha yes besides i told you to come yesterday it's all of no consequence you need not have troubled but i knew you'd come poking in directly he said this with almost hostile feeling at the same time he got up and looked anxiously in the looking-glass perhaps for the fortieth time that morning at his nose he began too binding his red handkerchief more becomingly on his forehead red's better it's just like the hospital in a white one he observed sententiously well how are things over there how is your elder he is very bad he may die to-day answered alyosha but his father had not listened and had forgotten his own question at once ivan's gone out he said suddenly he is doing his utmost to carry off mitch's betrothed that's what he is staying here for he added maliciously and twisting his mouth looked at alyosha surely he did not tell you so asked alyosha yes he did long ago would you believe it he told me three weeks ago you don't suppose he too came to murder me do you he must have had some object in coming what do you mean why do you say such things said alyosha troubled he doesn't ask for money it's true but yet he won't get a farthing from me i intend living as long as possible you may as well know my dear alexey fyodorovitch and so i need every farthing and the longer i live the more i shall need it he continued pacing from one corner of the room to the other keeping his hands in the pockets of his loose greasy overcoat made of yellow cotton material 
i can still pass for a man at five-and-fifty but i want to pass for one for another twenty years as i get older you know i shan't be a pretty object the wenches won't come to me of their own accord so i shall want my money so i am saving up more and more simply for myself my dear son alexey fyodorovitch you may as well know for i mean to go on in my sins to the end let me tell you for sin is sweet all abuse it but all men live in it only others do it on the sly and i openly and so all the other sinners fall upon me for being so simple and your paradise alexey fyodorovitch is not to my taste let me tell you that and it's not the proper place for a gentleman your paradise even if it exists i believe that i fall asleep and don't wake up again and that's all you can pray for my soul if you like and if you don't want to don't damn you that's my philosophy ivan talked well here yesterday though we were all drunk ivan is a conceited coxcomb but he has no particular learning nor education either he sits silent and smiles at one without speaking that's what pulls him through alyosha listened to him in silence why won't he talk to me if he does speak he gives himself airs your ivan is a scoundrel and i'll marry grushenka in a minute if i want to for if you've money alexey fyodorovitch you have only to want a thing and you can have it that's what ivan is afraid of he's on the watch to prevent me getting married and that's why he is egging on mitya to marry grushenka himself he hopes to keep me from grushenka by that as though i should leave him my money if i don't marry her besides if mitya marries grushenka ivan will carry off his rich betrothed that's what he's reckoning on he is a scoundrel your ivan how cross you are it's because of yesterday you had better lie down said alyosha there you say that the old man observed suddenly as though it had struck him for the first time and i am not angry with you but if ivan said it i should be angry with him it is only with you i have good moments else you know i am an ill-natured man you are not ill-natured but distorted said alyosha with a smile listen i meant this morning to get that ruffian mitya locked up and i don't know now what i shall decide about it of course in these fashionable days fathers and mothers are looked upon as a prejudice but even now the law does not allow you to drag your old father about by the hair to kick him in the face in his own house and brag of murdering him outright all in the presence of witnesses if i liked i could crush him and could have him locked up at once for what he did yesterday then you don't mean to take proceedings ivan has dissuaded me i shouldn't care about ivan but there's another thing and bending down to alyosha he went on in a confidential half-whisper if i send the ruffian to prison she'll hear of it and run to see him at once but if she hears that he has beaten me a weak old man within an inch of my life she may give him up and come to me for that's her way everything by contraries i know her through and through won't you have a drop of brandy 
take some cold coffee and i'll pour a quarter of a glass of brandy into it it's delicious my boy no thank you i'll take that roll with me if i may said alyosha and taking a halfpenny french roll he put it in the pocket of his cassock and you'd better not have brandy either he suggested apprehensively looking into the old man's face you are quite right it irritates my nerves instead of soothing them only one little glass i'll get it out of the cupboard he unlocked the cupboard poured out a glass drank it then locked the cupboard and put the key back in his pocket that's enough one glass won't kill me you see you are in a better humor now said alyosha smiling hmm. i love you even without the brandy but with scoundrels i am a scoundrel ivan is not going to chermashnya why is that he wants to spy how much i give krushenka if she comes they are all scoundrels but i don't recognize ivan i don't know him at all where does he come from he is not one of us in soul as though i'd leave him anything i shan't leave a will at all you may as well know and i'll crush mitya like a beetle i squash black beetles at night with my slipper they squelch when you tread on them and your mitya will squelch too your mitya for you love him yes you love him and i am not afraid of your loving him but if ivan loved him i should be afraid for myself at his loving him but ivan loves nobody ivan is not one of us people like ivan are not our sort my boy they are like a cloud of dust when the wind blows the dust will be gone i had a silly idea in my head when i told you to come to-day i wanted to find out from you about mitya if i were to hand him over a thousand or maybe two now would the beggarly wretch agree to take himself off altogether for five years or better still thirty-five and without krushenka and give her up once for all eh i'll i'll ask him muttered alyosha if you would give him three thousand perhaps he that's nonsense you needn't ask him now no need i've changed my mind it was a nonsensical idea of mine i won't give him anything not a penny i want my money myself cried the old man waving his hand i'll crush him like a beetle without it don't say anything to him or else he will begin hoping there's nothing for you to do here you needn't stay is that betrothed of his katerina ivanovna whom he has kept so carefully hidden from me all this time going to marry him or not you went to see her yesterday i believe nothing will induce her to abandon him there you see how dearly these fine young ladies love a rake and a scoundrel they are poor creatures i tell you those pale young ladies very different from ah, if i had his youth and the looks i had then for i was better looking than he at eight-and-twenty i'd have been a conquering hero just as he is he is a low cad but he shan't have grushenka anyway he shan't i'll crush him his anger had returned with the last words you can go there's nothing for you to do here to-day he snapped harshly 
alyosha went up to say good-bye to him and kissed him on the shoulder what's that for the old man was a little surprised we shall see each other again or do you think we shan't not at all i didn't mean anything nor did i i did not mean anything said the old man looking at him listen listen he shouted after him make haste and come again and i'll have a fish soup for you a fine one not like to-day be sure to come come to-morrow do you hear to-morrow and as soon as alyosha had gone out of the door he went to the cupboard again and poured out another half-glass i won't have more he muttered clearing his throat and again he locked the cupboard and put the key in his pocket then he went into his bedroom lay down on the bed exhausted and in one minute he was asleep end of section twenty six